Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Tuesday, March 9th, and our Boston Bruins will be in action tonight against the New York Islanders, and it certainly looks like it is message-sending time, not only as the Bruins look to beat a team they've struggled mightily with this season, but also as a key player looks like he is going to be scratched. And we'll get into that here in a moment, but first let me remind you, Please subscribe to the podcast or whatever app you use. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, particularly for you Apple users, that would be very much appreciated. If you're on Twitter, you can find the show at LOBostonBruins. On Instagram, it's LockedOnBruins. And you can find me my hockey tweets, and dad jokes on Twitter at Ian C. McLaren. Let's get right into it, shall we? The Bruins are going through their morning routine in Long Island in advance of tonight's game against the Islanders. As a refresher, the Bruins have played the Islanders three times this season. They have gone 0 for 3 and have been outscored 12 to 4 in those three games. Obviously not great, especially when you're coming off a 1-0 loss to the New Jersey Devils. That outlook, uh, you know, a little a little shaky heading into this one, if I can be honest. Now, it looks as though uh, head coach Bruce Cassidy is sending a bit of a message here by seeming to have scratched Jake DeBrusque from the lineup tonight. Uh, we have Marchand skating with Bergeron and Pasternak on the top line. Obviously, on the second line, you have Nick Ritchie with David Krejci and Jack Stanika moving back up to the wing, the right side. Uh, Frederick, Coyle, and Smith remaining together as that Oceans line. And then Bjork, Corrali, Wagner skating together on the fourth line. So Jake DeBrusque. Seems to be the odd man out tonight getting a look from the press box as he continues to struggle this season. Uh, DeBrusque stuck on one goal and four assists for a total of five points through 17 games. That one goal was also scored on the power play. So that five-on-five scoring just not coming at all so far this season from Jake DeBrusque, as, as well as many others, to be quite honest. Also of note, it looks as though Tuka Rask did not make the trip and will not be backing up Yaroslav Halak in the game against the Devils. Certainly appeared as though he was favoring his lower back as he skated off the ice uh, for the extra attacker to come on as they were looking to tie things up with the score 1-0 late in the third period. So Dan Vladder has been assigned as the backup for Yaroslav Halak tonight. On Long Island, doesn't look like there's any changes when it comes to the defense. Grizzlick McAvoy on the top pair, Zboral Clifton, second pair, and then Tenorti Vakaninen as Kevin Miller, Jeremy Lozon, and of course Brandon Carlo remain out of the lineup due to various injuries. Going back to Rask, Bruce Cassidy said on Monday that he was feeling a bit uncomfortable. Yaroslav Halak was going to start 
anyway, but if there were any issues, they would send someone else to back them up for precautionary reasons because it is a quick trip in and out. Um, and of course, the Bruins will be back at home later this week to take on the New York Rangers on Thursday and Saturday. So hopefully it's just uh, precautionary with Rask, saving him from making the trip just to sit on the bench and uh, that he'll be back in the lineup on Thursday for the Boston Bruins against the New York Rangers. So that's kind of the scene heading into tonight's game against the Islanders. Jake DeBrusque apparently scratched in favor of... Uh, Anders Bjork will come in and play on the fourth line. Sean Corrali back in. Chris Wagner. Uh, Jack Stanika, like I said, moving to the right side. I'm not a huge fan of that decision per se. I would really have preferred to see Stanika remain at the center position where he has thrived mostly this season. Hasn't looked super comfortable on the wing. Uh, you do have a player in Zach Sinitian in the AHL who... Shares the team lead with four goals. He's got four assists for eight points in 10 games so far this season. Uh, shooting the puck with regularity, averaging 2.5 shots per game. Um, and I would have liked to have seen him get a look as well. Uh, just to, yeah, give that extra boost. But uh, he remains stuck in the AHL for the time being. Perhaps there's some waiver considerations at play there as he would have to clear in order to be sent back. Uh, but again, I still think he's playing well enough to warrant a look at the NHL level, especially if you're going to uh, scratch Jake DeBrusque and if you need some help on the right side. It, it just makes sense to bring up a guy who is doing what he needs to do in the AHL and thriving uh, at the same time. So uh, hopefully sometime soon we'll see him, but um, not a huge fan of moving Stadnika to the wing, although sending DeBrusque a message certainly is warranted uh, right now. Uh, he has been playing okay, generating some chances, but... Uh, you know, just not getting the job done and not finding the back of the net like you would want him to uh, at this point in the season. Rock Auto is a family-owned business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for about 20 years. On their website, you can find auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpeting. Whether it's for your classic or daily drive, you can get everything you need in a few clicks delivered directly to your door. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, their prices are always reliably low and the same for pros as well as do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now See all the parts available for your car or truck and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, Wrong team favored picks and Lee Sterling's lock of the day by subscribing to Locked On Bets, brought to you by betonline.ag. 
wherever you get podcasts. Tuesdays here on Locked on Bruins, I like to present the East Division Power Rankings. And going into tonight's game against the Islanders, the Bruins uh, slipping a little bit. They're only 4-5-1 and one over their last 10 games. And we'll see here where they rank. But we'll start at the bottom, of course. And stuck there is the Buffalo Sabres. They have a record of 6-14-3 through 23 games. 2-7-1 in their last 10 and a point percentage of 326 with a goal differential of minus 23 added all up and they are just not very good at all and here on Tuesday morning they have announced that Jack Eichel will not play tonight due to an upper body injury and Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet saying there's rumblings that this injury could keep him out for some time obviously if they were to lose Eichel uh you know their season's already pretty much done, <laughs> but that would be devastating and might uh, just push forward the timeline for trading and maybe not overhauling the roster quite yet, but making some significant changes to be sure. I talked yesterday on the podcast about some of the players the Bruins could look at, including Taylor Hall, Eric Stahl, uh, Brandon Montour, uh, Colin Miller even. Um, so the Sabres ripe for the picking when it comes to trade targets and, um, the Bruins could very well give them a call, although they might be reluctant to trade within the division in terms of expected goals. The Sabres aren't actually last in the division. They're at 48.14. Uh, the Flyers are, uh, worse than them at 47.25. We'll talk about the Flyers here in a moment, but again, expected goals for percentage is, uh, if you're above 50, you're generally expected to score more goals than the opposition. And expected goals is calculated by shot attempt quantity as well as shot quality. So that's a pretty big marker when it comes to advanced stats at the moment. And the Sabres, uh, yeah, just on the bottom end of that uh, in the NHL, ranked 23rd at the moment. Uh, so Sabres, without question, the lower team in the East Division. Seventh, going to have to put the New Jersey Devils, despite the fact that they beat the Bruins the other night, 1-0. Uh, they're 8-11-2 on the season, 18 points, a 429 point percentage, minus 15 goal differential. And in terms of expected goals, they're actually not that bad, 50.91. I still think this team is better than they're showing, uh, but the proof is in the pudding at the moment, and uh, it's going to be a very uphill battle for them, as well as for the sixth place team, the New York Rangers. They're 10 10 and 3 through 23 games for an even 500 record, a plus three goal differential. Um, and in terms of expected goals, they're on the wrong side of 50% at 49.68. So pretty even. Um, I think. Yeah, right now the Rangers remain without one of their best players in Artemi Panarin. He was a Hart Trophy finalist last season. He is on a leave of absence due to allegations that arose over in Russia. Uh, he's an outspoken supporter of Vladimir Putin's chief opponent. And um, yeah, just a really messy situation there. And there hasn't been much clarity given... Um, over the past couple weeks since this story first came out. Again, the Bruins are scheduled to play the Rangers here. A couple games coming up at home 
And if Panarin remains out, that's obviously a benefit to the opposition. Although the main thing here, of course, is that he and his family remain safe. Uh, so for the time being, yeah, I'm going to put the Rangers uh, in sixth place. They are six points back of the Pittsburgh Penguins, who I'm going to put in uh, fifth at the moment. They have a record of 14-9-1 for a point percentage of 604. They have a plus two goal differential, 7-3 and three over their last uh, 10 games, including a two-game winning streak. I've been keeping an eye on Evgeny Malkin this season because I have him in, in a keeper fantasy league. He started off pretty slow, but he's picking it up lately, and obviously that is a huge benefit. Their goaltending has turned around uh, as Christian Jari has emerged as seemingly a legit starting goalie, uh, which they had hoped he would be upon trading Matt Murray to the Ottawa Senators this past offseason. Uh, In terms of expected goals for percentage, they rank 19th in the NHL, 48.88, which is still not great. And it's better than the fifth, sorry, the fourth place team, the Philadelphia Flyers. They are 12-7-3 through 22 games, a 6-14 point percentage, a plus two goal differential. But like I mentioned earlier, their expected goals is well below uh, what's acceptable at 47.25. So regularly, uh, the opposition is producing not only more shot attempts than the Flyers, but also more high-quality chances, and that is keeping this expected goals number very low for them. They are ranked 25th in the NHL, and that's a big source of concern for a team that, you know, is expected to make the playoffs, certainly. And to be honest, I had them picked to come out of the East uh, because of their depth up front, some good defensemen, and a goalie that seemed to be on the cusp of emerging as a Vesna candidate in Carter Hart. Uh, the Bruins have lit him up this season, and uh, that has skewed the numbers a little bit, but still, the the Flyers only plus two goal differential, 614 point percentage, Combined with that terrible expected goals for percentage, I'm putting them down in fourth this week. When it comes to the top three, it's a bit tricky, but I'm going to uh, put aside some bias here and put the Bruins in third at the moment. They are 13-6-3 through 22 games. They are three points back of the Washington Capitals, albeit with two games in hand. Their point percentage is 6-5-9 compared to Washington's 667 and they also have the second best goal differential in the east division at plus 11 compared to washington's plus three of course they just gave washington a pretty good beat down on friday as well when it comes to expected goals capitals have a slight advantage bruins at 50.52 at the moment 16th in the nhl capitals 14th at 50.85 so A very slight gap exists there. When it comes to shot attempts, the Bruins are third in the NHL at 53.69, whereas the Capitals are 16th at 49.53. So, I don't know. It's very tough to gauge here at the moment. The Bruins should be a better team, but the fact that they are struggling so mightily to score at 5-on-5, and not only that, they're not really generating the expected goals on top of that. 
really hard to give them the edge at the moment, especially when they're coming off uh, that loss to the New Jersey Devils. So I'm going to put the Capitals in second by way of their better record, better point percentage. Uh, they're 7-2-1 and one over their last 10 games, so trending upwards compared to the Bruins, who are 4-5-1. and one. That leaves the New York Islanders as the number one team this week again. 15-6-4, 34 points, 680 point percentage, and a division-leading plus 17 uh, goal differential. When it comes to expected goals, they rank fifth overall in the NHL with an expected goal for percentage of 53.62. And uh, you know what? Their PDO isn't very elevated either. They rank... Uh, I mean, they're seventh when it comes to PDO, so they have a pretty good uh, shooting percentage at five on five, uh, decent save percentage as well. But they have two good goalies in uh, Semyon Varlamov and Ilya Sorokin, and you know they just have a very solid defensive system, and they have some offensive players who are getting the job done as well. It's it's no longer uh, a case of smoke and mirrors when it comes to this team and uh, I really believe at the moment they are the best team in the East Division. Uh, Bruce Cassidy here confirming that Tugarask is getting a rest and Jake DeBrusque is indeed a healthy scratch. So at the moment there is some real message sending going on internally for the Bruins. Cassidy says we feel we're not getting the effort required from Jake. Remember, this is a player whose agent was pushing for a deal in the $6 million range uh, back in the offseason. Um, and, you know, DeBrusque really not backing that up, uh, not even really backing up his three and a half or whatever million dollar contract. Keep in mind, though, his shooting percentage is below 3%. The average, I think, for his career is 10 or 11. And so. It's not for a lack of getting the pucks on net, uh, but it really, uh, yeah, just a matter of making that extra effort to get to the front of the net and um, create those high-quality chances that we're not seeing him produce at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, DeBrusque scratched, Rask getting the night off, even from backup duties. Sean Corrali back in the lineup after a healthy scratch of his own. And Dan Vlader getting the call as backup in net. Um, and the Bruins, again, sending a message to Jake DeBrusque. But as a team, they need to send a message to the Islanders that uh, they will not allow them to run away with the division and that they will, um, you know, make a run at the top spot in their own right. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They have you covered for the NBA, NHL, college basketball, baseball coming up. They even cover awards and reality TV. They provide real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets. It's also free to sign up. Just head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up for a free account at betonline.ag and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Tuesdays on Locked On NHL, it's all about that East Coast bias. 
as Locked On Sabres host Joe DiBiase and Mike DiStefano of Locked On Leafs take a look at the biggest stories in the Eastern Conference. Locked On NHL is the place to be for Eastern Conference intel every Tuesday. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. Uh, Let's see here. The NHL announced its three stars for the week ending March 7th, and they were Golden Knights captain Mark Stone, Canucks goalie Thatcher Demko, and Carolina Hurricanes forward Martin Nikash. Uh, Toronto Maple Leaf center Austin Matthews admitted he still hasn't fully recovered from a nagging hand injury. He does lead all goal scorers with 18 this season, but he's gone goalless in his last five games and uh, might be smart for them to sideline him for a bit just to make sure it doesn't get worse and that he's fresh for the playoffs, although it is the Maple Leafs, so who knows what exactly they will do in this situation. One name that's popped up on the trade rumors list lately is Ryan Getzlaff. He is in the final season of an eight-year deal, eligible to become an unrestricted free agent this summer. It really seems like the Ducks would like to keep him around, but he is 35 and might want uh, to be traded to a contender. They haven't asked him to waive his uh, no-move clause yet, uh, but they'll see here in the coming weeks whether or not he has an appetite to move and look for a cup uh, either this season or in free agency in the offseason. Speaking of centers, the Blue Jackets are seeking a first-line center uh, with having shipped off Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, So that's kind of an interesting wrinkle. Again, the Bruins probably won't be in seller mode ahead of the deadline, but keep in mind, of course, that uh, David Krejci will be an unrestricted free agent this summer, and he could be one of the more sought-after centers um, if he indeed does not reach an agreement with the Bruins, and if he decides that he does want to play elsewhere around the NHL. The biggest center on the market uh, will be Edmonton's Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Uh, but there's no certainty that he'll be available as the Oilers certainly want to to keep him around. I think that's pretty much it for today's podcast. Kind of short and quick as we uh, get ready for tonight's game against the Islanders. Again, the big story is that Jake DeBrusque has been scratched from the lineup for one game at least in an attempt to, uh, yeah, just give him a little kick under the butt and get him going from his one-goal performance so far this season. Uh, Again, Cassidy said, we're not quite getting out of Jake what we want. We feel like we're not always getting the effort required. So that's kind of a a damning indictment of a player expected to, you know, push for 20 goals this season, uh, become a a 30-goal scorer. He's really taken some steps back, and uh, if things don't improve, he could very well be a trade candidate prior to the deadline or uh, in the offseason. Last night, I was watching Murder Among the Mormons, which is a new true crime doc on Netflix, uh, directed by Jared Hess, who you may know from uh, Napoleon Dynamite, Nacho Libre fame. A very uh, entertaining documentary about a story I was not familiar with, some bombings in Salt Lake City back in the 80s. And the source was, um, you know, 
over some Mormon documents that may or may not have been authentic. So if you're looking for something to watch in the next coming days, do check that out. It's only three episodes, and they're all under an hour each. Also been making my way through Parks and Rec for the, I don't even know which time now, uh, into season two, and just as delightful as I remember it, minus Mark Brendanowitz. Uh, so yeah, I hope you're all having a great Tuesday. Go Bruins tonight. Hope we can pull out a win or else there's just going to be increasing questions about their ability to stack up with the Islanders. Um, and again, they ha- have not been up to the task so far this season with an 0-3 record being outscored 12-4 to over those um, those games. So yeah. That's pretty much it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please do subscribe if you haven't already. And we'll be back tomorrow to uh, recap this game as well as answer some of your mailbag questions. Take care of yourselves, friends. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you tomorrow.